Radical Grove Parliament Podcast. Here we are again, ladies and gentlemen, on a Tuesday at the beautiful Huga on J Street, the Radical Grove Podcast. My name is Roche. In front of me, I got DJ Nice. To the right of me, I got Tomato Slice. And our guest for today is Nick with Reflex Radio. How are you doing? Good. Thanks for having Good. me. Good. Thanks for coming in. Make sure you get closer to that microphone. Yep, bring it in close. There we go. <laughs> Derek, you Sounded awake? Like it. Barely. Barely. Barely awake. Forrest, you're never awake, but you're good. He says like 3 p.m. is his sweet spot. Whose? <laughs> That's the sweet spot, 3 p.m.? 2 to 3-ish. 2 to 3-ish is the sweet spot? Yeah. I don't know my sweet spot. I don't know it. All right, so. Did you play that song just for me? Yes. Derek. Yes. Derek. <laughs> why, why was that yours? No, I'm just from Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. So that's like the fucking national anthem. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Better for them. Are you from Southie? No, I'm from Western Mass, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so but everybody just thinks of Massachusetts as Boston. Yep. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh-huh. That's, that's all it is. There's, there's Harvard and then there's Southie, and that's all Boston. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> My wife loves Boston. She wants to move up there. My brother lived in Dorchester Fuck for you. a little bit. No way. It's so damn cold. That's what I try to tell a bit. I, I had the opportunity to move up there a while ago. And I was like, nope. <laughs> no, 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 no. They get like snow, snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, never you like feet, feet, wake, feet, up, wake feet, up and feet. shovel it. We had a three foot right snowstorm on Halloween one year. Yeah. <sighs> and she thinks it'd be cool because I'd have to go out there and shovel it while she's inside <laughs> drinking coffee. But that's what a blower's for. No. Yeah. You can get heated driveways, but living up there is expensive. <laughs> heated driveways. Jesus Christ. Heated driveways. Well, I could just live in North Carolina where my driveway stays heated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fry well, egg. Free. On it. <laughs> All right. So, so where are you from originally? Where were you born? Originally in uh, from the Springfield, Massachusetts area, um, from Granby, Massachusetts, small horse town. We had like a small horse town. Yeah, it was a bunch of horse farming and stuff. So, I uh, I grew up on a, a horse farm too, and um, yeah, we had like five thousand people in our neighbor or our uh, town, and graduated with seventy kids. So, what kind of shit was you into up there? Um, the only way to really have fun up there was bonfires and quadding. Snow. Yeah, bonfires and what? Quadding. Quad. Quad. Oh, quadding. <laughs> yeah. ATVs. Yeah. Four wheelers. Yeah. <laughs> Land everywhere you could go. Uh huh. Yeah, that was about it. Unless you wanted to go into Springfield and risk getting shot and stabbed, <laughs> which yeah. we did. You know, in college, it was so dumb. I think about it now, and I'm like, why did we ever do that? You know, we'd go out Thursday, Friday, Saturday night in Springfield, and you hear the gunshots right there, a block down, and people screaming and running. And then you know, my mom calling me every morning, like, "You guys good? I saw on the news again, eight people got shot right next to the bar you were at." And I was like, "Yeah, we saw it." And <laughs> so it, it was weird. <laughs> you ever jerk a horse off? Nope. No, no. <laughs> actually, actually, though, one of my best friends back home, his neighbor had a small horse farm. He caught a guy in the stall banging his horse in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say to that? He thought something was weird. The horses started acting weird, you know, a week or two in advance. And then he he was kind of starting to pay attention a little bit in the middle of the night, wondering if, like, you know, Bobcat or Cougar was coming through or something. And he... uh he, the horses started making some weird noises, and he walked out there, and the guy had a step stool up and was banging the horse. <laughs> what does he stick it in the, the horse butt? I don't the, know. Wow. <laughs> Have you guys yeah. ever seen? You're thinking way too hard about this. <laughs> Stop <laughs> trying to picture it. It's too late. Not everybody, already else, not everybody all our listeners are like, did, did he uh, let him finish, or was he like, yo, bro? <laughs> I don't remember how he Man, finished Man, if you don't it. pull out and wipe the fuck off and get out of my horse farm. That'd be like Man. some fucking Pulp Fiction And the horse looked like, chill, bro. Like, it's all <laughs> good. Get a shotgun. <laughs> we get a shotgun out and Pulp Fiction it. Mm, Jesus Move Christ. <laughs> no, nah, I would have put that shit on IG stories. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this horse fucker. <laughs> What's your name so I can tag you, yeah, sir? Yeah, yeah. What's your handle, dog? <laughs> Let everybody know. We're going viral. It reminds me of, uh, have y'all seen Clerks 2? Yeah. yeah. Clerks 2. The, oh, the, yeah, the, the donkey show. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think of every time I hear a story about somebody fucking an animal. All right. <laughs> there's like he he hears a lot of these stories. <laughs> right. I'm just shocked that there was a clerks too. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I think there was a third one after it too, wasn't there? There was the third. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was like yeah. a, was like the all of them, all the Kevin Smith movies put together, mm-hmm. all the different characters. And Ben Affleck yeah. had to play two characters because <laughs> yeah, <he did. laughs> <Wow>. budget. <laughs> well, no, because he had two different. He was in uh, what was that movie? Some. Something about Amy? Was that it? And then there was the one where he was the comic book dude. 
Oh, he uh, was um, Daredevil. No, 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 no. He so in the Kevin Smith movies. Oh, Kevin Smith, yeah. Uh, ben yeah, Affleck's character Bob, and Jason Smith's Bob. character invented the two comic book characters of Jay and yeah. Silent Bob. But then Ben Affleck also played the boyfriend that was trying to date Amy, who was a lesbian. So it's like a whole fucking. <laughs> so world. Kevin Kevin Smith made a movie that was all of his characters together. Yeah, it's called Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, and it's it's all of them put together. So Nick, how's it going? It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you gotta watch Moving all of Derek, Derek did yeah. say, you know, be ready for anything. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think we'd be talking about horse fucking though. I figured you would be like deep dive on Kevin Smith movies. No. Yeah, honestly. I mean, I only know I only know Clerks. And maybe Dogma was that even Dogma? Cool? Yeah, that was Mall Rats. Mall Rats. I know Mall Rats because Jason something Lee is in that Amy. movie. Then there was. I've never seen something about Amy. I don't think because Jay and Silent Bob were characters in Clerks. I mm-hmm. did watch Strike Back or whatever. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. That's about it. All right, so um, you went to uh, college. Yep, I went to UMass. Wow, it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> uh, it, it's weird, you know, when it's in your backyard, you don't think too much of right? it. Right? Did you graduate? Yeah. Yeah. With what? Um, so I have a degree in political science with a concentration in international relations because I wanted to go work for the FBI, CIA. So I also have a minor in oh, Russian talking, studies you're talking and force poli- shit uh, right now. <laughs> Russian <laughs> studies <laughs> and uh, I see my face, but I'm like, <gasps> yeah, and psych. Well, they told me if I wanted to go work, you know, for FBI, CIA, go learn a language. So I took Russian, and then they're like, psych would help too, and it was easy to, you know, if you plan it out right, you can. Double major or get a bunch of minors quickly by filling up those gen eds. So wait a minute, you go to college, graduate, and you speak Russian? No, I don't oh. remember any oh, of it. He doesn't remember any of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello. I started to say it'd be a bad time right now to be in any kind of international relations yeah. with Russia. So. Yeah. No, I did just the bare Russia lit. <laughs> I bet they are. <laughs> yeah. So uh, after college, what'd you do? After college, I went to go work for Mass Mutual up in Massachusetts and um, started off basic in the call center and then ended up working on um, product development, contract development for life insurance and disability products. So whenever you get like a life insurance or disability product and the package you get, Uh I would help write that. Gotcha. And then how long did you do that? Did that till I came down here in 2015. I got recruited to go work for MetLife and then spun off with Bright House. And that's what brought you down here yeah. was that job opportunity. I always wanted to move down here. I've got family in the Raleigh area and some in Davidson. And I always liked it down here. And I was kind of getting over Western Mass because everybody knows everybody. Uh-huh. You know, you just couldn't go anywhere and just kind of chill without having people yeah. coming up. Without them stuff. knowing that you fuck horses. <laughs> <laughs> Stop saying me. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> They're like, oh, here comes Jonathan, horse fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you like that job? Uh, it was all right. I mean, learning all the legal stuff in college helped out a lot, but it was kind of boring. And <laughs> That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, what I'm sitting here going, this is boring. Yeah, <laughs> that was. Move to something exciting, yeah, please. In college, I did work at the jail for a summer. Um, that was fun. There was a lot of interesting things that happened. What was you doing yeah. at the jail? Tell us a something CO. crazy. It's called summer help. Uh-huh. But you just go through two weeks of training, and you do everything a normal CO does. And then they're like, here's your gun. Not even. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so what do we do if like an inmate attacks us? They're like, just cr- create space. I'm like, so run. Like, yeah, basically, basically just run. Um, but there's a lot of cool stories there. And um, basically, you're there to help. Let's hear. Let's hear one of the best ones. Um, there was one guy who, my aunt was a nurse there for a little while. She warned me about a few guys and they happened to be there when I was there. And you're like, how old are you? At that point I was 19. Okay. There's 19 CO in the jail. Yeah. I mean, luckily there was a bunch of us like that. And for some reason, I don't know why I ended up getting the hole. It was Uh C2 at the time. (laughs) Did you already have the size that you got now on you? Um, no, I was only, well, back then I think I was 195. I'm 265 Uh now. So. Um, but you was like Massachusetts 195. Like, y'all know how to fucking like fight. The, shit. the farm strength. Yeah. 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 Farm strength. Yeah. Yeah. We'd rather fight than shoot each other. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, what's yeah. the hole? The That's hole is I, like where if you're. You get in trouble, they throw you in the hole. Any fighting or if you have gang activity. You or, know, in the movies where they go to like the pitch black individual concrete cell with no Solitary. Bed. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody the has. Okay. Yeah. They're locked in for 23 hours out of the day. And uh, anytime they come out, they've got to be handcuffed and shackled and stuff like that. Do people go crazy down there? Fuck yeah. Yes. So yeah. this one, this is what I want to hear. Yeah. This yeah. one story, um, I was at my, um, desk and you have to go do rounds every 30 minutes to make sure nobody's hung themselves or nobody's doing something stupid. Uh-huh. And this guy, my partner at that day was starting to do the round for it. 
And he's like, holy shit. I'm like, what? He's like, he walked up to the cell and it's like a real thin window that you can see through. He looked in and the guy is fingering his own ass. <laughs> and then writes in shit on the wall, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I would do that. That sounds oh. like something so I would do. So what y'all do? You're like, yo, bro, clean that up. <laughs> oh, it was weird. Or like, you know, I remember seeing a guy trying to slice his, slice his wrist with a plastic spoon. And I'm like, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> um, He's like, I'll show you. <laughs> I, I accidentally let a guy out of his cell once when I was in the tower. That was awful. Wait, wait, wait. How do you accidentally let somebody out of their cell? So you either are in the pods or you're up in the tower. There's one tower between each two pods. Uh-huh. And they so wait, hold on. I just got to backpedal on something right fast. Let's just make it known that they got 19 year old boys yeah. <laughs> fucking well, like, watching the prisoners. Yeah. Like, this is fucking crazy. Is yeah, you're there so like the, the normal COs can like take vacations yeah. and stuff like that. So they give you that two week training and uh-huh. teach you what to look for for shivs and things like that. But so you don't get shanked. What's the average age in there? Are there people really young or older or what? Or like the COs or the inmates? In, in general, yeah. CO oh, they grown ass men. The COs are like this is prison, right? Not jail. Yeah, yeah this is. Um, yeah, so the jail I was at was uh, two year uh-huh. and pre-trial. So you could, you know, which is even sus- worse in prison usually because there's so many different types of shit going on. Right, you, you, you could, could be like a murderer, right? Yeah. You could be suspected, or you could just murdering. be in there for like mad drinking tickets. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if you have like, say you break into someone's house, you hit them, you steal something. And you set the house on fire. And that's three charges. Well, what's you the know? average age of a person in there is what I'm trying to figure out. Oh, in out. there? Yeah. No, no, I mean, like, the workers. They're oh, like, the workers? They're you're late 20s, in the yeah. 30s, 40s. Young boys. You know, they try to get their 20 years so they can get that sweet retirement package and stuff. All right, okay. But, yeah, Go it's ahead. usually, you know, in the beginning when you're in the summer. I, I worked from, I believe it was May until October. Um but yeah, it was it was interesting. So now tell us about you letting a dude down. <laughs> so the jail is really good for like rehabbing people. Uh-huh. So the sheriff came by with a bunch of chiefs of police from surrounding good towns time and to cities. do it. <laughs> 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 Sorry. They're up in the, the tower with me and he's explaining everything and they're all loving it and stuff like that. And I um they end up I letting them out, or I let them out, and then they go like C one to tower, open cell door four. Uh-huh. So I lean forward to make sure that someone's in front of cell door four, and I'm looking over. And when I leaned over, they had like the old school radios, you know, that stand about that high plus an antenna like that. And I bumped my radio, and it fell. And so basically, there's I don't know <laughs> 250 switches, wow. and they should be all green because their doors are closed. Uh-huh. And I hit it and I grab it. I'm like, oh. And I look over and there's one open, there's like one red. Light. I can I'm see like, the, dude, the dude right now is like. He was standing at his door. Yeah, he's like, what, is this for real? Damn, so he just <laughs> stepped right out. Yeah, so that's, I hit it real quick, but they're uh, air compressed. Uh-huh. So as soon as they pop open, it takes a little bit for it to build back the pressure. So he saw it pop open and just went, you know, squeezed out. Yeah. And um, then I look and the guy was doing a round in that. C two tower or C two pod, and he's on the second tier, and I see him mouth, "What's he doing out?" And then I see a computer <laughs> fly through the air, and I, <laughs> all this random shit, like, Fuck. and uh, yeah, and so they they hit their they're called D pens, and you just point this pen thing up at the ceiling, and you hit a button, and it sounds the alarms uh-huh. to like get. Everybody that's at lunch, all of the special ops guys, they all just rush the pod basically and try to, you know, numbers type of thing. And so um, the dude comes out of his cell and throws a computer. He threw a computer, was throwing the trash cans, <laughs> and it was just the two at that point, the two COs in that pod. And then one of them was trying to come from the other pod through that door. He's like, "Open the door! Open the yeah. fucking door!" Mm-hmm. But the inmate was right there on the other side of the door, so I didn't want to open it and right. have him just be blindsided. But that guy and that CO and that other pod, he was a Golden Gloves champ and stuff like that that I knew. Oh, and shit. just he was a really angry, like, okay. Southie Boston kind of yeah. guy. What was his name? Did he have a good Southie oh, name? I can't was he like a anymore. Will? It was like O'Connor or something. O'Connor, like of course yeah. it was. So <laughs> of course it was. He um, finally let him in and they ended up, you know, putting him down. And then I found out it was this guy that I had, like, 
you know, I do rounds and stuff and chat with him from time to time. So when I was down doing my rotation into that pot, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, why did you run out of your cell? He's like, why not? <laughs> why not? I'm like, that was me that accidentally let you. I goes, oh, my bad, dude. And I'm like, <laughs> so he was stuck in the hole for even longer for yeah. fucking around. Did Connor light him up with a three-piece? They didn't oh. have to actually do anything because then all the special ops started coming you. in, and the guy kind of looked around and just laid down on the ground because yeah, it was, was like, like, smart. Well, he was like, well, well fun's 30, over. 30 people. But, you Why know. did he throw him? Meanwhile, O'Connor's already ripped his shirt off. He's <laughs> shadow boxing. <laughs> but, yeah, there's um, I had another guy. He was coming after me um, with a shiv. He, uh, oh, he was an annoying guy, spoke Spanglish. Can never understand him because I remember one time he was trying to ask me something and I called in the interpreter and she's like, "Why the fuck did you call me in?" And I'm like, "He's speaking Spanish." Uh-huh. She's like, "No, he's not. It's Spanglish." And I'm like, "I don't know how to understand that." And she's like, "I don't either." <laughs> so, <laughs> so the guy would just yell from his cell, and there were other inmates that I was kind of like on good terms with, and they would be mm-hmm. like, "He wants this or he wants that," so um, that helped out. But I remember. Special ops came to get his roommate out for visits, so his roommate was in there for protective custody because he was afraid of the pod that he got assigned because he wasn't in that same gang. So yeah. in Western Mass, we had Crips, Bloods, Latin Kings, and then all these small town. Or- so, so, so do you know about the Mexicans wear boots? The Mexicans are wearing boots? No. You ever heard that? Uh-uh. All right, finish your story, then uh-uh. I'll tell that. And we had like the MS-13 in there too. Yeah. Um, but his roommate was coming out to go for a visit, and special ops was up there. And she was telling his this loud ass dude, you know, sit down, sit down, sit down, so I can take him out. And um, she looked over and was like, "All right, you can pop the door." And I popped the door, and he just ran out. And she just keeps putting on the freaking cuffs and stuff like that while this guy's <laughs> running around the second tier. And I'm like, "This is when I was in the pod," and I'm like, "Get back in your cell." And he's <laughs> like, "Fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Get back in your fucking cell." And he's like, "Fuck you." So I get up and he starts chucking um, little shampoo bottles and <laughs> soap at me and I'm catching him and I want to just crow hop him back at him, but we'd get in trouble for that. So I start walking up the stairs and he starts pouring the soap down the stairs and it's, you know, metal oh, stairs man. going up and Brilliant. I meet him up at the top of the stairs and he's just like face to face with me and he's like, I'm like, go back in your cell. And he's like, what you going to do about it? Oh and shit. I'm like, I'm going to put you back in your cell. And he goes, I got something for you. And thank God the tower was watching because he ran back into his cell real quick. And as soon as he took that first step in, she slammed the door no. shut. And he came back and he had a um, toilet bowl brush that he broke the head off and shaved down into. Damn, that could have lit wow. you up. And so they found out <clears> that um, they searched his cell after. And he had another one, too, because both toilet bowl brushes had gone missing. So he was just waiting to. Light somebody Stab up. Someone, yeah. So the Mexicans got boot stories. A comedian told it. He, he was he was a black comedian yeah. and went to to jail or prison for something. And the first time there, and he said everybody's walking around there and they're saying the Mexicans wear boots. And he's like, the fuck? And he goes, people Mexicans wearing boots. Mexicans wearing boots. Man, what the fuck is going on? So it turns out that was like code for. When they when the all the Mexicans wore their boots, they was gonna gang up and jump somebody, uh, and he was the one that ended up getting lit up because oh, he was really because he didn't know what was going on. <laughs> oh wow! And that's how he learned about that that the code of Mexicans wear boots. Uh, no, I had never heard of that one. <laughs> if you if you look it up on YouTube, man, it's fucking hilarious that story because <laughs> he tells it. So Who is it? Who's a comedian? I can't remember. If you Google, if you Google or YouTube search Mexicans wear boots, it'll, it'll come pop up. up. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so. You know, uh, I can only say this. Our prison system is so fucked in the United States. Oh, no, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> right. Our mental situation is horrible. Is no, it's fucked it's, up. I got stories about yeah, mental not, shit. I'll tell you later. All right, oh, so, yeah. so you worked in the, the life insurance game. Yep. And then according to Derek, you were like, ah, kind of over this. And then you created this reflex radio. Yeah, so I started dabbling and DJing back in like junior year of high school. My mom had got me my first little basic controller, but, and then I started DJing with friends doing weddings and stuff like that back no home. Shit. But I wasn't, nobody really ever taught me anything. And there's actually a time where Derek was at one of the tailgates and he's like, I would always try to match the beat just by pressing the play button. He's like, just hit the outside of the, um, the uh, platter. And I was like, what? <laughs> <And> he's like, <laughs> wait, he was trying to match the beat by, 
Yeah, like actually, instead of like getting it started and then like he lining holding, it up. Yeah. So it, yeah. I was getting really good at just dunk uh-huh. and like hitting the play button, and it was good. But if I didn't get it, I'd have to like stop it and then hit it again. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, just turn the outside of the platter, and I'm like, that's a thing. Because like, <laughs> nobody ever showed that me. That does something. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even know you could. So was it on like a CDJ? Is that what it was? No, he's no. like a little controller. Yeah. controller. Oh, okay, so like the controller had the the. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you had never touched the platter or anything like that. I did, but just I never really did anything with it. Like <laughs> it just was. So when I moved to Mass or when I moved to Charlotte, I decided I wasn't going to do any DJing or anything like that because uh-huh. back home it was just basic things and house parties and stuff yeah. like that. You do weddings though too, right? Did you do weddings when you were up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just like. N- like I was telling you, like nobody ever taught me anything. So I was getting good at beat matching mm-hmm. and getting kind of creative on the transitions and that was it. And, um, so when I moved here, I was like, I don't want to DJ or anything like that. Just, this is a whole new experience for me. And it was kind of nice having some free time. And, um, did y'all know there's a DJing for dummy books? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I used to have it. I left it somewhere. Really? It's so funny. Yeah. No, I, yeah. So I just retired. And then my wife, when she was my girlfriend back in the day, she was big into CrossFit, uh-huh. and the guy that owned the gym wanted to know if I wanted to DJ these Friday Night Light things. And I had never DJed in a gym, let alone seen like a class-based workout because I was always like a Gold's Gym bum or you know Planet Fitness here and yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't, I didn't know. I just thought people listened to playlists like I would. You know, you got to match the intensity with it. So I had gone to uh, her class to meet Stu, who's one of our business partners now. Um, shout out to Stu. He runs WTF gym talk and it's freaking hilarious. You guys would probably love it. He finds people that copy his stuff and tears them to shit <laughs> on the phone and when it's, you know, on the podcast and stuff. Uh-huh. But he, uh, I, he wasn't ready to meet with me. So I was watching the workout and the music just sucked. And we had known the trainer. I was like, can I grab your phone to play with the music? And she's like, yeah, sure. And so I just started playing what I would want to listen uh-huh. to. And I was watching how like the cadence of the workout was going, the intensity levels and things like that. And, after the class, people were coming up saying, I love this. This was great. It helped me get through the wall. It was like yeah. two-thirds of the way through the class and this and that. So a light bulb kind of went off. So I asked Stu, I'm like, do you want music that perfectly syncs to the workout? And he was like, can you do that? And I was like, I'll figure it out. So yeah. this was back in February of 2018. So I started making live mixes. And um, Chase Morgan, DJ Chase mm-hmm. Morgan, um, he was making some mixes too. And we were doing like 40 on 20 off and things like that. And just giving them to Stu's gym to get the feedback. And then Stu's like, why don't you start handing them out to some of the other gyms across the country and could not keep up with the freaking demand for it. And right. if we were using Ableton, I don't know if you guys have ever used Ableton, but it's not, it's not <laughs> user friendly. <laughs> A little bit. It's very user friendly. I'm not good at it. No, I'll it's show not you. intuitive. They're, all, they're both. It's not intuitive. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, once you figure it out, it. they both make it. edits like crazy. No, we. Uh, I, I can show you. The it's tricks. just not intuitive. Yeah, I show you the truth. Yeah, that's. Yeah. yeah. So I was in there, and I'd be up till one, two, three in the morning, and not having headphones on. And Colleen, my wife, was like. Put fucking headphones. <laughs> playing the same ten second clip over. Oh over. yeah, I know. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. My wife hates you because I don't know how you do that without going fucking. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, and there's no way based on the hourly that I was putting into like the Ableton stuff. Uh-huh. There was no way I could have charged what I should have been paid hourly for these mixes. And I was like, I wish we could automate this. It would make life so much easier. And then I was like, why can't we automate it? So it was just a matter of trying to find a a developer at that point. And um, Colleen's dad was, um, he's been like an insurance ex- executive his entire career. And uh, he had us meet with um, this guy who used to be the CTO of the Hartford or something high up in their tech side. And he lives here in Charlotte now. He started his own um, development firm. He's like, why don't you go talk to him, figure out it's worth, if it's worth spending any time on this. You know, uh-huh. is, you know, are you banging your head up against the wall? Something that can't be done. So we met with him. It was only supposed to be a half hour long meeting. And we ended up sitting with him for four or five hours at this um country club and uh at first he like kind of liked the idea and he's like oh that's cool and this and that and then we started getting into the intricacies of how the engines would work and stuff and he got like real quiet and i was like who have you told about this <laughs> have you had anybody sign ndas yet yeah and i was like no we don't know what we're doing no, yet. Not. i'm just trying to figure out yeah <laughs> and um he's like this if you execute it right it's going to be huge and he gave us some really good early on business advice so then um had you heard about fit radio yep 
So, so we're very different from Fit right, Radio. Right. That's what that's what I was trying to explain to Derek because we I used to do shit for Fit Radio, but okay. that's literally just like DJs upload mixes and then you have to search and find one. Did you hear the massive lawsuit that? Hit I'm them? sure. I'm sure they. I, I did like maybe three mixes and I was like, something's gonna happen with this. Because so they had a hundred and fifty thousand dollar per instance lawsuit against them. So every song that was in any mix was $150,000. Yeah. And you could use that same song in multiple mix. Like, say you use that same song at three, that's $150,000, $150,000, uh-huh. $150,000. It's probably all Sony artists, too. Um, it was So they did cite that some artists wanted to pull out and have their own lawsuit against them, like mm-hmm. um, Beyonce, Jason Derulo. Yeah, the big boys. Yeah. And uh, it also cited that Fit Radio was... Um, Exploiting DJs yes. for illegal activities. Uh-huh. Definitely. Yeah. And um, I never heard what happened with it. I'm sure they settled, but they were getting bigger, so they could have just figured out some kind of like royalty plan. I didn't mean to bash on. Well, no, it's true. I remember. I remember whenever. So <coughs> you're not I, bashing. You're I had a homeboy that worked for him, and he and he was like, "Will you send some?" So I said, and you would gain like a some Instagram followers or some shit like that out of you know what I mean? Yeah. But I was looking. I was like, there was like thousands upon thousands of DJ mixes on here. And I'm pretty sure they ain't paying ASCAP. <laughs> no, it's not even <laughs> ASCAP. They have to pay to license every individual song. Yeah, and then also on top of it, the mixes, you're more, at the end of the day, the person using the app would probably start following the DJ more because they mm-hmm. like their mixes as opposed to a mix being curated to a specific thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But what we found, like these gym trainers that would be subscribing to us, they just wanted to go in and hit play. Right. So like That's they don't it. necessarily right. care about who the DJ is mm-hmm. or whatever. They just wanted something better than Spotify, something better than Tidal or Apple Music. Because I used to do playlists for the Hilliard Studio Method here in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And I had a meeting with them and they kind of told me what they wanted. And then I would go and, you know, upload a Dropbox for them because what they would do. And most of the stuff was like, you know, like the pop remixes and shit like that we play. And they just like the high energy stuff. And yeah. then all, they didn't want it mixed together. They just wanted to hit play on that one. And then the trainer can do it. And then she could hit the next one. Yeah. And she, she would, so she, they would take all the songs and build their own playlist. Yeah. Kind of like how you're building. We'd automate that for everybody. Yeah. Basically the way Which our, is fucking dope. The way our engine works is you could be as detailed of a trainer or as lazy of a trainer mm-hmm. as you want. You could just Now go, are you doing it for the trainers or do the trainers have the ability to go in there? They and have the ability to go do it. <sighs> so they can go in and just program a workout and say it's a 45 minute workout and they want it to. So we have the energy levels broken one through five. Mm-hmm. One is like a stretch two and two is like a warm up cool down. Three is like a good beat just to keep a, you know, a tempo for your lifting. Four is cardio. Five is like all out sprints. Mm-hmm. So they could just go in and say, I want a 45 minute workout. Keep it, you know, threes and fours, and that's it. We create it and mix it for them. Um, or they could go in and say, I want to do a Tabata, 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off, 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off. And it will, the way we have the engine, and we're patent pending on two things right now, uh, the way the engine works is it tries to mimic the way a DJ would mix these songs in the playlist. So granted, you can never really take out the art of DJing. There's way more to it but that's where i'd ask chase for help because he's such a technical dj where Mm -hmm. i'm not um and he kind of helped us pull the math side out of the music's basically all math based um helped helped us do that and um, me and my wife created formulas based based around that math and um, this has probably been the most dj podcast we've done since we started. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah it, we just built these formulas that were added into the algorithm and um basically once they're done programming we they can assign genres to if they wanted to and we'll spit out a playlist and we're integrating with apple music right now because before back to the licensing thing we had licensed 1500 songs and we had spent seventy-seven thousand four hundred and fifty bucks yeah. something like that Nobody liked the music. I mean, it was good stuff. Like being DJs, you probably would have liked it because you appreciate, you know, music. But being the general public, it wasn't just, a slaps, right? They wanted to they know what Drake. the music was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we're integrating with Apple Music, so now they can link their Apple Music accounts oh, and get access to ninety million songs to Ooh. mix. Ooh, bad that, bunny. That is the machine mix it together like automated DJ. Yeah. So after the playlist comes up, they can see the songs and they mm-hmm. can be like, I want that song. I don't want that song. They can heart it. They can dislike it. If they dislike it, right. then they'll never see it again. This is, this is huge. How many, how long has it been running? 
we're not running right now. We're doing a relaunch. So we had soft launched back right. in April. And then COVID. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, this was April of last year. Yeah. Um, and we got a lot of really good feedback. And because before we had done focus groups and uh-huh. beta testing and stuff, and you think you know everything, but once it goes out to the general public, you have no idea. Like someone's like, why can't I click here? It's like, why do you want to click there? It's a blank space. Well, I want to be able to click there and do this or something. Just weird things. So we ended up making like 30 adjustments to the platform. And then everything after that was resoundingly where's the better music uh-huh. you know we can't use this in our gym and we had i just looked at it the other day it was 176 signups right away across the world we had people in malaysia australia new due Zealand. to what um the marketing side you mean well um, no just like why do you think all those signups showed up oh because so Stu brower uh-huh. the, one of our business partners has what the fuck gym talk wtf gym talk right and he would run little um ads for us on there uh-huh. and he's got he consults gyms all over the world for how to be a better you know how do you raise prices for the first time how do you get rid of problem clients this yeah. and that. so he just put little things out there so we didn't really even do a, a big marketing campaign we did i think i put 25 bucks into paid social because yeah. i was really conscious about where our investors money was going and stuff so this was just kind of a proof of concept to see if people liked it and they loved the platform so we had 176 all over the world we ended up shutting it down and kicking everybody out about five months after um, and then I was like, you know, we need to figure out this music thing. So I did like a month's worth of research and, uh, found that Apple music has an API. Spotify has an API, but Spotify has been weird. They're pulling out of like all third party integrations. So there's like the pacemaker app. I don't know if you know what that uh-huh, is. I've heard of it. So one of our friends, that's a, a trainer, he uses that and he had a ton of really good mixes and playlists in there. Spotify pulled out except all of Warner music. Uh-huh. So when they did that, he would go into his mixes and he'd only have like two or three songs available because all the other songs were gone. So Spotify, when you say third person party Spotify, what does that mean? So what that is, is they allow you to put a media player of theirs on your platform and you can stream music through that. Like an API is basically a tunnel <coughs> with a door on both sides. And when you code it correctly you can open up the door and bring music through onto your own platform as long as the user has their own account, account. and spotify yeah. saying no more like so some dj controllers you could link yeah. spotify and they pulled out everything other than warner right. music uh-huh. so i didn't want to fuck with that and but apple music has everything that's why i see i think that's why i want to start pushing the dj mixes on apple music too so you can't really put DJ mixes on Spotify, but you yeah. can put them on Mixcloud, yeah. which is like very it's DJ friendly. It was made mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. But then now Apple Music, you, people are putting their the mixes up there. I didn't realize but the that. public. It's a lot, I feel like it's a lot harder to get people to listen to Mixcloud because they don't really know. They're not familiar. It's yeah. a familiarity with this. So like, if you tell people, "Hey, I got this mix on Apple Music," they're like, "Oh, yeah. shit, okay, well." Well, it's interesting you say that too because after I DJ at a gym or a fitness competition, something like that, people come up and be like, "How can I?" get these mixes mm-hmm. you're playing. And I'm like, well, actually I just created a studio in our um, loft upstairs with like a permanent setup. So I don't have to keep taking everything apart and putting it back together. And I was like, I'm going to start recording these mixes and putting them up on Mixcloud, And it's a free, I'm pretty sure it's a free. Yeah, it is. And you can just listen to these mixes on there. That'll be good for the workouts and everybody's all excited. So, you know, if you want to be a DJ on, I mean, we use you anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, that shit's intense too, by the way, those like CrossFit events and shit. Yeah, like, <laughs> they fucking flipped tractor tires. <laughs> yeah. This is wild. I'm like, around. yo, like you're sitting there playing for them, and they're just like, and it's so weird from like a DJ perspective because they're doing all this fucking hard work, and you're just like standing there mixing the music, not yeah. breaking yeah. a fucking sweat, and they're out there just busting their balls. Like by the end of it, you got them people just laying on the ground. Like I'm like, that's yeah, like I was up in New crazy. York one time, and Neil had to DJ a one of those fucking cycling classes, mm-hmm. and I, I went with him. And I watched like 10 minutes of that shit. I was like, oh, I'm more to fuck out. <laughs> Not even doing it. Yeah. And I was like, I'm out of here. I got to go find some coffee. Yeah, That's great. No requests. Yeah. <laughs> you just play. Just make sure that shit's intense. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, like, yeah. You just got to match the movements, which is the biggest thing, which is why we have the blueprint part of Reflex Radio. You just have to watch what they're doing. And if they're doing some kind of tempo, like they just need to get reps in. Mm-hmm. You just got to keep it like the hip hop stuff is really good for that. And just mm-hmm. keep match the beat there. If they're on bikes or sprinting or burpees, things like that, you can jack up the tempo mm-hmm. because they just need something to keep them moving. But you can cross a threshold where you would ruin them. Like they're trying to keep up with the tempo and they burn themselves out way too quick. Right. 
So I can see that happening. Yeah. It, there's a lot of <laughs> picturing it in my head yeah, right now. There's a lot of back and forth. <laughs> That's the same thing with DJing in a club. You can do that. You can take them to the threshold and wear them out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and I mean, Derek can attest to it. It is different than DJing at a wedding or a club or something like that. It's you're paying to the paying attention to the crowd in a much different way. And it's, it's really interesting because if you're playing a too slow of a song, people are like looking at you like, what the fuck? All right. So, but yeah, I forgot where we, so re, I re, went on a tangent. Re, <laughs> Reflex radio is you, it's an app. So it's a web platform. Now you got to get, we're getting that settled. So like the foundation is good and then we're going to build the app around it. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what a web platform is. So if you go on your computer, basically, All right, so they would program it on their computer and stuff, but then they can go on Safari on their iPhone and yeah. pull it up and the screen doesn't shrink down into a good way, but on the iPhone on the main screen for reflex, you can hit play. And it, so that way they can push their phones to the, the sound system or whatever they're using in the gym. And then you charge them a month. Is it a month? Monthly a monthly subscription? subscription. Yeah. So it's 49 bucks a month for one trainer, uh-huh. one forty nine for your entire gym. So if you've got five, six, seven trainers, you do one forty nine a month. And then you also get a free version for your members. So if the members can't say, say you can't make it to the gym at five o'clock cause you're stuck in traffic yeah. or work or whatever. You can go on to your gym's vert, like the, you sync it up to your gym. You can see what workouts they've pushed and the, the blueprints will carry over. And now you get to listen to your own music at home or your garage or wherever. And, right. Right. And be able to work Fuck out. Yeah. So that's, that's one. So, product. right. So what's your day to day work for that now? Right now we're getting a lot of things prepped cause we just brought on a new dev team out of um, Egypt. And so it's a lot of back and forth with them. We just hired our first part-time CTO. Um, we've done a lot of capital raising to be able to do this kind of stuff. And then... Uh, I was going to say, when are you share, selling shares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've, we've been able to raise so far almost 900000 um, since 2018. So that's going well. But How much we, your investor put in? That's what I mean. Um, we have, do you need more? Yeah. We're always looking for we're a tech startup. We're always looking for money. Um, right. but, uh, <laughs> force like a holler at you. Later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we have granted a lot of them are couples, but yeah. they came in like, in, like say, you know, husband and wife wanted to do 50,000. They'd come in husband, 25,000 wife, 25,000. Uh-huh. So we've got like 22 total investors, but grouping wise, we've probably got 12. 13. And then, so your, so your main task after that would just be keeping the, the functionality of the machine working. So a lot of mine is on the sales side, making the connections and then the strategy of everything and coming up with the different products. So we're coming out with an influencer version uh-huh. of the app. We have, um, an influencer local to Charlotte actually, um, that wants to use us, uh, to, she would give us their videos we'd create the blueprints to them and then all of her members outside. Cause right now everybody goes to YouTube right? and you know, she gets paid through YouTube, but um, we're going to work it out that we'll probably split the revenue from the subscribers. Like, so great. Like she has grabber code for her. Right. Yeah. So yeah. she'd have like, it'd be white labeled too. So it'd be logo to her, her colors and just be like powered by reflex radio or something. Yeah. And um, even if we charge just a hundred or uh, five bucks a month, She's got 1.4 million subscribers on YouTube, and then we have an influencer channel. Basically, we um, we have a really good contact who helps influencers make businesses around their actual influence. So all of her fitness people, she's gonna funnel in through us. So even if we charged like five bucks a month, and we get 100,000 subscribers through all of these millions of people that follow these people. That's five hundred thousand dollars a month, and you know we can split it with the influencer and give them two fifty and two fifty to us. Do you have any interest in stepping outside of the workout world and into like just there are Sears? Yeah, we could do something <laughs> like that. There are some heavy hitters in those realms that people are already you know that are already solidified. Uh-huh. Um, but we could the automation part of ours and the mixing and like not having to listen to the entire song. And, yeah. You know, that's, that's part of the algorithm. The formula is you're not getting the entire really song. really applies more to the workout world. Yeah. I remember one time I had this meeting with these dudes. They thought they were going to build robot DJs uh. and it was going to take over. And I like came in there and was talking to them. 
and I heard them all out, and they were talking about how they got it. It like measures the body temperature and the movements, and da da da, da this and that. I said, well, you're not thinking about a few things. And they're like, well, what's that? Tell us. We want to know. I said, well, first off, when you start drinking alcohol, your body temperature goes up. And that machine in yours don't know the difference between a fist pump and a face punch. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, yeah, we didn't think about that. I was like, man, a fucking robot ain't ever going to be in a nightclub. No. Absolutely no. not. That's no. what I mean. Like, the whole art of DJing oh, is... Yeah. You can Fuck. never get rid of it. It's just yeah. we're trying to supplement it. Yeah. For you know, if you tried to hire a DJ for every single class in your gym, everybody's memberships would go up to three hundred yeah. bucks a and month. And but what but but what you're doing is like the only true solution to that. Yeah, we do go into these gyms and DJ once a month mm-hmm. too. So that's you know that's one product part that we offer too, because um, it's always fun having a DJ. In there. Yeah. And people like seeing, like, they're fascinated watching the controller and, you know, the way you're moving with your hands and stuff. And More of these workout places should build DJ booths inside of them. There's one in Germany who they have a DJ for every single class. And the way they decked out the entire thing, it looks like a palace of, like, gold and marble and yeah. stuff like that. It looks like a high-end, real high-end nightclub, uh-huh. but there's weights everywhere. And a DJ, a DJ up on this yeah. huge platform stage thing. Yeah. That's what we need here. Where's that going to be at? Fuck. Yeah. Lake Norman. Create ref- <laughs> Probably. Create a Reflex Radio gym. Yeah, you should. You Reflex go. Radio gyms. That'd be um, dope. Yeah. That would spawn, that would be a nightclub at nighttime. Get done working out and now you can drink these booze. <laughs> so how'd you lose your leg? Um, you didn't lose the whole leg, ladies. He just lost from the knee down? Uh, below the knee. Below, yeah, so below the knee? Below knee amputee. Um, Back in 2013, um, when I was talking to you guys about, I was wanted to get into the military, and I had my degree, so I wanted to go in as an officer. So I took the AFOQT, and um, I qualified for that Intel officer position. And then I met at Westover Air Force Base, and um, they offered me the job. It was great. Went out for drinks after. So then you have to go through MEPS. And um, I had a club foot before, so they're like, we're going to have to get a waiver for you. And waivers can take forever because – the process is so slow. And, uh, while I was waiting for that waiver to come through, um, I used to play a lot of sports back in the day. I played baseball, basketball, soccer, volleyball. Um, I boxed for five years and I was in the middle of a volleyball game and all of a sudden my foot was just going numb and cold and starting to hurt. So in between games, I would like set out, I'd sit down and take my shoe off and start massaging it. It was like paper white and ice cold. And, uh, the, ref who I used to coach basketball camp with saw it and she's like you should go to the ER so I played out the rest of the games because I wanted to finish and I went Fucking to the, Boston <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I went out or I went to the ER after and they did this um, Doppler thing which traces your blood flow through the arteries and stuff and they're like two of your three main arteries down my leg collapsed the one that curls around underneath the um, ankle and the one that goes on the top of the foot and so if I'm sitting it was okay because all the peripheral arteries could you know, give the blood. But as soon as I stood up and the muscles started contracting and stuff, it started constricting the peripherals. So the only having one main artery pushing it, it would start getting painful. Like I couldn't even walk from here to like the parking lot without my foot like crippling. And, um, it was just getting bad and I couldn't even play softball anymore. I couldn't do anything. So we tried to bypass in March of 2013. It didn't really work. And then, um, March of 2014, you know, they were like, we're gonna have to take your leg. It's up to you when you want to do it. And I was like, single, no kids, you know, might as well do it now because it'll be worse later on in life. And I couldn't do anything. Like I was becoming a couch potato. Did you cry when they told you they had to take it? Um, I kind of had come to terms that it was going to happen um, just because I knew the bypass didn't work. Mm-hmm. So you kind of prepared for it. So you were like, right, were yeah, you like, I, were, you on, I, were you on your boss and shit, and you're like, do it now. Yeah. I was like, yeah, as soon as you can do it, because they're like, we're going to have to do it before. No anesthesia. Well, so that was another piece oh. to this. <laughs> they <laughs> numbed the wrong leg when they cut it. And Shut the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yo, yeah. what? <laughs> so I was in a fire back in 20. Were you like awake and go, that's, that's not the right leg. You're putting that. Were well, you awake or were you asleep? I was asleep, but oh. they give you an epidural because they try to trick the nerves. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when they put the epidural in, they put it into one leg, like through your back, but it shoots down one leg. And when they try to like numb the whole leg, so when they cut it and you come back to, it tricks the nerves, hopefully, into thinking that there was nothing below, right. you know, that cut. Because yeah. if you just cut it in general, the nerves are going to spaz out. Um, and so 
prior to this, I was in a, a house fire and I burned 25% of my body. These are all like skin grafts and stuff. And how'd the house fire start? I was trying to make deep fried Oreos. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how old were you? I was graduated college 2008 so i was 22 then so 20 years <laughs> all right now let's hear it so you're like i'm, I'm so they, i, I so gotta whip up the these wrong deep, one I, no no wait, wait hold, we're gonna get to that but first you're like i gotta i gotta get these deep fried oreos whipped up <laughs> i love deep fried oreos and me and my roommates had gone to um it's called the biggie it's this massive fair in western mass and all the states have different representation there and all the foods from uh-huh. and they're like oh let's get deep fried oreos and i'm like oh i've made those before let's just make them at home and so that was saturday night and fast forward to sunday to tell the truth, I had never really made them. I had watched my grandmother and my aunt make them. Uh-huh. So I just assumed how to make them. And I knew how to cook and stuff. But I didn't realize oil doesn't like boil or roll until you throw something into it. Yeah. So I kept turning up the heat, turn up oh the heat with like, God. I had probably five inches worth of oil in this pot on the stove. Kept turning it up, turning it up, turning it up. And then I put the <laughs> lid on it. And then um, the floor plan of that house with my roommates, the kitchen was open to the living room. And my roommate, Logan, walked by the pot. He goes, hey, it's starting to smoke. I'm like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> so <laughs> I pulled the lid off and, you know, oxygen hit it. So it poof, caught fire. And this is where I fucked up. I put it in the sink and turned the water on. And that spreads it. My God. I don't know if you've ever seen a video of water hitting an oil fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just explodes. Takes off. Yeah, yeah. How old were you? It early, don't matter. He's early, in Boston. Early 20s. <laughs> <laughs> early 20s. And I knew that. I once, one time I made bacon without a shirt on. That was a fucking mistake. Yeah, but yeah that'll do. I did that too. One time, I was, one time, me and this girl was cooking, and, and a little bit of a grease fire started out, and she wanted, she was about to throw water on. And I was like, no! And I came in with a towel and started beating yeah. it. That's the best way is just smothering yeah. it. And that's what I should have done was just put the lid back on. So, it, so, it, so, what happened? It, it, spread, it spreads through. It just hits the house and takes off. So. It blew up in my face, so I dove out, and then two of my roommates were home, and I look up, and it's just all, like, orange glow behind me that I can kind of see in my peripherals, and one of my roommates was already, like, halfway out the door, uh-huh. and the other one was, like, in the living room, just, like, looking at me in the fire, like, just deer in headlights. And you were on fire? So I jumped I up, and I, get re- I got ready to leave. Uh-huh. And then I was like, I can't let this place go up because it was a side-by-side duplex and it was a young family, like early 30s with like a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Like if our place goes up, their place goes up. And they were from Boston, so they didn't have any family in the area. And I was like, I got to try to put this out. So the faucet was still on, so it was just constantly exploding. And I reached in, and that's when my hands got so fucked up. I reached in and I pulled the pot out and I was like, oh, I wonder if I just try to whip the oil across the floor if it'll dissipate and put itself out. And it did, but when I did that, it splattered up and hit my roommate Logan in the back of the legs. So he looked like he had like a leopard print on the back of his Uh legs. And it's like, you have some fire and you have some fire. (laughs) Everybody take it. So it worked. So I run outside and I don't know how the house was not on fire. Like it melted the the curtains behind the sink and really charred the... um, cabinets and like the ceiling it charred a line all the way across the ceiling and up the stairs and stuff and i uh when i was outside i looked and the skin was just like melting off my arms yeah it's a heat flash yeah. that's what happened and i uh, ran over what's well, a heat flash like just hot air basically oh, I got you. and my hands look it's called the white glove effect it looked like i had like white latex gloves on yeah but that's Ooh, just the skin God, yeah that hurts and so and then you being from Boston, you just took it and peeled it off <laughs> i can't even think about spit it. on them well, I, yeah right I'm sitting on my Rubs hands just from the pain of thinking about it luck i was in so there's two kinds of shock there's the kind of shock that knocks you out and then the kind of shock that just kind of like rushes your body with adrenaline so you don't really feel anything yet and uh i run over to the um spigot on the side of the house and my roommate <laughs> turned it on well they said it that was actually good the end the paramedic said that that okay. was good um so they finally show up and they're like cutting my clothes off me and because i got it on my neck my arms my hands the back of my leg and uh i had like this gold chain on and i had asked my roommate you know take this off i don't want them to cut this chain from my uh-huh. grandmother and um they bring me to the hospital, and then somehow, I think it's when I dove out of the first explosion, <laughs> I smashed my knee into the corner of the wall, and it split wide open. And 
I'm laying at this hospital. Was this before the losing the leg? Yeah. No wonder you lost half of the leg. <laughs> going so through this. this. This is supposed to lead up to they, they uh, what do they do? They anesthetize the wrong leg. Yeah. So no, wait, wait. No, <laughs> it's a long ass pre No, he's on the fire. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm just well, saying it's a long ass So they put the fire story. out and the other family didn't. So family shows up and they're like, we're going to have to medevac you out to Boston, Mass General, because this is too deep for us. And they were like, but we don't know if you're going to make it. We'd like you to say bye to your family just in case. You? Yeah. Oh, shit. And I'm like, fucking A, I just wanted Oreos. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we said goodbyes or whatever, and then we found out that the helicopter wasn't even available, so they had to drive me out in an ambulance, and I get out there, and um, you can't do any surgery for this until uh, three or four days later because oil just continues to cook. Uh So then I was in Mass General, and um, finally – where Mass General was such a good hospital basically is what I was getting at. And I ended up staying in Western Mass at this different hospital for my amputation. And my parents were like, oh, we should probably go to Mass General. I was like, no, no, let's just stay Western Mass because it was hard for people to come and see me in Boston. So we stayed in Western Mass. And I woke up from the surgery in so much pain. And when they were doing with the epidural was, since it was in the wrong leg, they also gave the pain meds into that leg and not to like my entire body. (laughs) So I'm like, why does this hurt so much? So they didn't know until after you told them? Yep. And they didn't believe me at first. So they tried resetting the epidural. my fucking Oreos? (laughs) People were bringing me deep fried Oreos in the hospital. Shut up. Have you tried cooking any since? Oreos? Yeah. No. (laughs) Have you tried to cook since? Almost set my house on fire one time smoking hookah. Really? Yeah, Jesus I was Christ. smoking outside, and then I got done, and I threw the ashes in the pine needles, and next thing I know, somebody's banging on our front door. And I'm like, what's up? He's like, where's the fucking hose? And this fucking pine needles is rushing up the side. He's spraying it off. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like those things spray quickly, too, the pine needles. Yeah. yeah he's, like, he's, like, he's like, where's your hose? It's like lighting a Christmas tree on fire. So. <laughs> so All right, so weird. ladies and gentlemen, he's got reflex radio. He's lost his right knee down. And he survived a major house fire due to the deep fried Oreos. <laughs> this motherfucker is Boston through and through. <laughs> <laughs> broke and the my gold back, chain. broke my face. Broke his back, broke his face for fun. Yeah, I heard it was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> you got it? Yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> what are we doing? It's that time. Oh, this and that? Yeah. All right, so we do a thing here called This or That, right? And Derek's gonna read off some questions too. You gotta pick one of the choices. There's no politically correct shit. You gotta go with one. And then we'll expound on the ones we feel like we need to expound on. Okay. All right, question number one Brady or Gronk? Gronk. Sure. Damn, why? Is he more Boston than Brady? Yeah. Yeah? He's just a beast. And he seems dumb as shit, but that dude is so smart. Like, he doesn't touch his salary. He just lives off his endorsements, and uh-huh. he's a good dude. I know a couple other pro guys that just do that, live off their endorsements and bonuses. And just, you know, it takes three people to tackle him, mm-hmm. you know. His name's Gronk. <laughs> and he's got, <laughs> what, four other brothers that are, like, just as big as him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So That dude can party, too. Oh, yeah. Like, crazy. Yeah. All right. Uh, 100 push-ups or 50 pull-ups? God dang. 100 push-ups. You got fifty pull-ups. Who can in do you? fifty pull-ups? I mean, no, no. no it's the same which, 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 which you would rather do? Hundred push-ups or fifty pull-ups? Oh, yeah, no, okay. hundred push-ups, easy. I'm too fat to pull up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, question number three. This has to do with gambling. You're at a casino right now, red or black? Black. Every time. I've hit on black a bunch of times. That's what I do every time. Is the first time I get there, I go right to the roulette and put something on black. Yep, there Are the odds go. the same? Yeah, fifty-fifty. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they put it on the wheel and spin the ball. You make even more money if you can call the number. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 32 times. Yeah, what is it? 32 times. Mm -hmm. So you put five bucks down, you hit 30 30 times five. Right? 32 times five. 32 times five if you get the right number. Is there 32 numbers on the whole wheel? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, next. uh, Beach or mountains? Mountains. That surprised me, honestly. Really? It's tough for me to walk on beach sand now because ah, I don't have basically an yeah. ankle, so my knee just shoots everywhere with the knee <laughs> uh-huh. on the ground. So make life a little easier. Some of those beaches are rough, too. Yeah. You should oh. just go CrossFit on them and do the fucking handstand walk. <laughs> 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 All right, next. Uh, same thing we ask everybody. So toilet paper on a roll. Over. <laughs> See? 
I don't even have to ask the question. He may now. try to cook deep fried Oreos and set himself on fire, but he knows how to keep his shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, since we've been asking this question everywhere I go, I literally check and see. Really? What we've only had one under, and she works here. Mm-hmm. My mother-in-law, every time she's at the house, if she has to change the toilet paper, she'll always put it under, and I go and then change it. <laughs> I think my I can't wife's do been it. doing that shit to fuck with me. <laughs> Yeah, it's always over. All right, uh, Bojangles or Cookout? Damn. Bojangles. Damn. Yo, so what was it like the first time you had Bojangles when you got down here? It was heaven. <laughs> we barely just got our first uh, Chick-fil-A up in Massachusetts when I moved down here. So that Bojangles, I still am obsessed with it. I'm not a big, big fan of what Cookout. What do you get from Bojangles? Uh, f- uh, the four-piece Supreme combo. You ever had? Have you had yeah. the uh, Cajun filet biscuits? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that. I just love all their shit. Pimento cheese on their biscuits now too. Yeah, that's my, just my wife's obsessed with that one. I can't really have it anymore. They got they got rid of the the, the Cajun filet sandwich, which they, pisses but, me off. But they got the biscuits still. Yeah, the biscuit, but they don't have the sandwich. They have that new like basic ass like everybody else's sandwich. I'm like, this is horseshit. I like cookout. But I, speaking of Chick Fil A. Man, you know how much MSG is in that shit? Good. Really? Yeah. Give it to me. That's the stuff that fills you up, right? And Their milkshakes are probably the best milkshakes I've ever had. Yeah, they're good. Their vanilla iced coffee is good, too. And here's how I figured this out. All right, let's hear it. MSG is a natural irritant, or an irritant or something, and some people are sensitive to it. And I started noticing every time I got Chick-fil-A, or my daughter and I would get Chick-fil-A, we would be in such a shitty mood the rest of the fucking day. Uh-huh. I'd heard it was MSG. And That's why you have to go things. to church. That's how they get you. <laughs> <laughs> we would be in like the worst mood the rest of the day, and we would argue about bullshit. And so I finally looked it up, and it said like Chick Fil A is one of the highest places. Even McDonald's doesn't have MSG anymore. Interesting. Chick Fil A is got everything high. else though. Derek so if you're sensitive, if you're sensitive <laughs> to, to MSG, don't go to. Chick-fil-A. I don't think I am because I'm very happy after I eat it. I, I love it, <laughs> but I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question. I don't know if that's the Chick Fil A force. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, yeah, you have had know. it this morning, and no, here we are. Just you don't know me. <laughs> Natural no. for him. Yeah. That's just yeah, natural. I really don't know me that well. <laughs> All right, next question: uh, Radio or streaming services? Streaming. Shit, I like fuck. to have more control over what I'm listening to. Radio trash. That's how ninety. I mean, I feel like is. now it's. Well, because we have another option. Yeah. Yeah. The best part of the radio was them breaking new records, mm-hmm. and they don't do that shit no more. No. Then, I'm or, not a big yeah. fan or of the, the live music. DJ mix shows. Where they just let the DJ live. They don't do that shit no more. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of the music that's coming out these days either. Like, I like a lot mm-hmm. of the 2000s, 2010 hip-hop yeah. stuff, and... I don't know. The music's well, just different. They got such a grasp on what ha- what comes out now, too. It's such a machine. What I don't get about radio is there's still got to be payola out there or something, because... Some of these songs they put out, I'm like, this is such a terrible fucking song. But then you find another song by an equal artist or something like that, and it's so much better, and it's not on the radio. Yeah, you got to have, like, that's usually where the labels come into play. The labels have the radio connections. And if you get big enough in your local area, you might be able to get onto the radio. But it's, I'm still baffled by how Ocean Drive by Duke DeMont wasn't number one across the fucking world. I'll play that song 90% of my sets. What about when Panda came out by... <laughs> What about when Panda came out by designer? That was, it was like, good. It was yeah. number Panda, one Panda, in like Panda, two Panda, weeks. Panda. I don't know. I didn't, he just, said, he, like he just set the streets on fire with that. And then, Raw! and then now he's probably living on the streets. Um, <laughs> next question. Mass or North Carolina? <laughs> North Carolina. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Hey, raise I'm up. Never, Let's go. Uh, I'm uh, never uh, moving uh, back. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> every time now. Uh, next question: Coffee or energy drinks? Energy drinks. Yeah. Which one? Uh, I like monsters. Yeah, monster. You like you drink fucking monsters? Just wake up and drink a monster. <laughs> I drink. Yeah, the, they have an Arnold Palmer monster. That's anybody, what? Anybody that survives a house fire and an, and an amputation with no fucking anesthesia can. He definitely wakes up and drinks monsters. <laughs> First thing in the day, shotgun. Shotgun it. it. <laughs> There's our then sponsor. Then he's he fucking gonna make playlist. <laughs> but I can't. I don't like monster. Yo, does no. that does that shipping off the Boston song like really slap up there? Or is that just kind of like uh, people go nuts? Yeah. So yeah. Like, it really is not like, even just St. Patty's Day. No. <laughs> I mean, if if you you could play it three or four times in a night and people still go nuts. I used to have the Dropkick Murphys T-shirt that was the Boston Celtics emblem mm-hmm. redone. I fucking lost it. Yeah, and that shit was fire too. <laughs> All right, uh, last one: pitching or first base? In softball, 
Oh. <laughs> Damn. Pitching. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's a big softball guy. Yeah. Why why pitching? Um more yeah, to do? I can't feel first base under my foot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's tougher. Yeah, that's right. The, and the, I'm right, the right foot would be on the Yeah. Damn. So I may think I'm on it, but I'm like six feet away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out there in the infield, like, I got it. And look yeah. back. And <laughs> like, what are you doing? What are you doing out here? <laughs> spatial awareness is horrible. <laughs> I, played for, I played first base in Little League until everybody got big and I just got fast. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they moved to the to outfield. right field. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I played growing up. And in college, I played shortstop, second, outfield. Yeah, and see, I could do a split back then, so I could like I would light them up sometime with the with oh, the split yeah, catch yeah. like the the pros do. You can make the thrower look real good. Yeah, I was in. I, I actually got put in the paper doing that one time. One time I did it, and the after it, the ref called him out, and then the, when we went running the, the dugout, he said, "Come here, come here." And I come here. He said, "He goes, your foot wasn't even on the bag." But that was so amazing. <laughs> <That's hard. laughs> I, did, I did baseball for a while, and I pitched. Until uh, they didn't like how fast I pitched. And I was like, all right, fuck this, I quit. <laughs> They're like, don't throw it so fast. What were like, you, six years this. old? And he was just out there looking like wild thing, Ricky Vaughn. <laughs> it's probably like second grade or something. I was like, this is bullshit. Just taking like, people No out. one would have known if you could throw like 95 now. Yeah. Did you ever play sports growing up? Fuck no, it was because of shit like that. You just skateboarded? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I was in track and I, <laughs> it was funny. I was in track for a while. And I didn't want to be, and my dad forced me to be, but didn't tell me why. So uh-huh. I was like, well, this is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and I, my very first meet, first race, they put me on a jumping over the, what are those? Hurdles. Things? The hurdles, yeah. I didn't know how to jump a fucking hurdle. I'd right. never jumped a hurdle in my life. I ran out, hopped over each one. Yeah. And won the race. <laughs> I was like, this is stupid. You think you could, you think you could kick flip a hurdle? No. <laughs> That's like, high. No way. I could ollie the hurdle, though. Yeah. Definitely. I used to be a little You can ollie. Too. If you if you're good, as high as you can jump is how high you can ollie. Right. So if you can, if you're that's young, you can jump Steve, really Steve, high. What was it Steve Williams? Who was the DGK kid? Uh, Stevie Stevie Williams. Don't know. I never paid attention to dirty ghetto kids. No, nah, that motherfucker was insane. He because he could jump so high. I guess. Yeah, every bit, every bit of my sports thing was not such a good thing. So I was like, fuck sports. <laughs> I'll skateboard. Yeah, I can see that. For me, I can for me. too. Lots you could do it anywhere. Yeah, I had to give everything up, and I just played golf. And I remember one day our high school coach. This is a funny story. So we were at a football game, and we all like painted our chest and shit, and we did this thing. And then I wasn't paying attention, and I turned around and spit. And when I spit, it literally went on uh, his wife's head. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) And it was Daniel Thompson's mom. I think her name was Melanie, but she was married to Coach Holsenback. So I did it. She just looked at me, and I was like. (laughs) <laughs> Monday Monday weightlifting class comes around and he's like he he goes he, he pulls me he's like Mr. Lennon's he goes it's been brought to my attention that at the football game you spit on my wife's head he goes now I'm sure you didn't mean to do it but you created quite a headache for me that night. <laughs> <laughs> Only because you made his yeah. life tougher. And I was like, <laughs> I was, I was like yeah, you. I was like, you know, I didn't mean to do it. It was a complete accident. I tried to apologize, but she wasn't having it. And he goes, all right, so here's the deal. Uh, everybody else had already took off running the the thing. He goes, if you if you come in last, you got to, I don't know, he's going to give me like, I don't know, in school suspension or some shit like that. He goes, but anyways, I, so I took off and ended up passing everybody. And then he was like, Mr. Lennons, come here. And I got. I walked over there. He's like, I don't know how good of a golfer you are, but you should sign up for track and field. And I was like, Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, Why? You know, why not? I was like, Nah. Y'all do way too much running. Yeah. I just try. I wasn't trying to get in trouble. <laughs> I might be able to give you one good lap. Don't don't count on me. I'm not the one to be consistent with that. <laughs> And golf too, you get out of class at like one o'clock. Yep, we was gone. Oh, really? Yeah. Is that early? Oh, early. Like you missing like half of. I mean, if you, I mean, we did. I mean, we did blocks. So one, two, three, four. Yeah. yeah, you're missing half a third, all the fourth. Yeah, because see, like you know, every other sport, everybody starts at the same time. But golf, you have to go off at you know different times. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they had to. You all had to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the sport to play if you're. And if I you're was, in high and I was one man, so we went off last. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. 
What do you mean one man? So I was like the the, yeah. the number one seed. Oh oh, so you like I was either one or you're two. the anchor. Yeah, well, not just that, but best the, golfers the, the, go last. The slow guys oh. would get out there and, and get going because they would take the longest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. The yeah, good guys, saying, we were man. fairways and greens. Yeah. Oh, I get it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the ones definitely because one through six. Mm-hmm. So you have six guys. Okay. And then I remember my so my freshman year I played, and never made a tournament. Because it was all the seniors and the juniors. I mean, them guys were still – I mean, I almost made one one time. Yeah. And then my sophomore year, they all leave, and then I come on and go from, like, not qualifying for tournaments to playing one man. And there was a new golf coach that year, and he comes and he gives me the most improved award. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, everybody's making fun of me. Oh, most improved. You sucked <laughs> last year. I'm like, man, this is some bullshit. <laughs> Are we done? We got to wrap it up. Yeah. So what's right. uh, plug in real quick? How they can find you? Like your platform. Uh, reflex or reflex dash radio dot com. Okay. Um, you can do everything there. You can learn about us. You can sign up for us. Uh, hoping to relaunch in July, and you know, we'll just take. Are it you on there. Instagram too? Yeah. Reflex dot radio. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. You got anything else you want to say? We've got Spotify, a Spotify channel too, with um, like. 54, 55 playlists. And that's reflex.radio too? Uh, just look for Reflex Radio. Reflex profile, profile, profile. on yeah. Spotify. Yeah. How many streams you get in a month out of that, you know? Uh, I don't know how to look that up. I know one of our playlists has like 3,000 follows. A bunch of them have 20, 30, 40. A couple have 200. So we don't market it, but if are we you still on? Are you still on Mixcloud? I haven't touched Mixcloud oh. yet. I haven't done any of those yet. I like it because you can see everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, man. We appreciate it. I Thank appreciate you, you guys. Thank, Thank you for this. Appreciate you. That was amazing stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stories yeah. for days. Reflex Radio!